Welcome to Amplify Ambition. I'm Kristen Edwards, strategy coach and your guide to implementing custom strategies based on your personality type. This is the podcast where you get to elevate your zones of genius and create your best life by growing a business that works for you instead of you working for it. Let's dive in because your next level of success is within reach once you decide to dream loudly. I actually have one of my very early on coaches, I can't say first, but early on in my business, um, once I moved into the online space, I first discovered Natalie's podcast, then her Facebook group, and then Natalie herself became um, one of my brand coaches. And so, so excited to actually welcome her to the show. Um, I feel like my podcasting dreams are coming full circle with you. So welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. This is super fun. (laughs) Yay. So go ahead. I'll let you introduce yourself. Tell everyone what you do. I am Natalie Arndt. I am a personal branding strategist and coach for Christian women entrepreneurs. Um, I have been doing this for about three years now and absolutely love what I do. (laughs) I'm glad you love it. Uh, So Today, I definitely want to talk about, I think a lot of people think of branding first and foremost as the logos and the pretty colors, which is helpful in your brand, but hopefully by now they also know that there's so much more that goes into even choosing those colors and creating that logo, but obviously the voice that you have behind everything that you do. So I'm curious to what made you fall in love with this side of branding and kind of what got you started here as well. Yeah, I love that question. So to answer both what got me started doing this and also the reason why I fell in love with like this side of branding Um, the strategy side of it is because the first coach that I worked with that I found um, was really big. And she still is very big into personal branding and storytelling. And so I joined at the time she had, I think it was a five week, five or six week group um, coaching program. And it was all around building your personal brand. And like, yes, she did touch on the visual side of it. um, But it really dove deep into like connecting your story with your audience and getting clear on, you know, your ideal client and sharing your message. And this was like all totally brand new to me. I am self-taught. I have a degree in nutrition that does not help me in my business in the sense of, you know, the technical side of things. Um, and so that was really eye-opening to me and I quickly fell in love with that. And, then I ended up working with that coach, um, for six months in like her one-to-one program. And I just knew at the, at the back of my mind. So at that time I was actually like, I'm going to do graphic design and, and visual branding. Um, but there was something in the back of my mind that I was like, I want to do what she does. Like, you know, like at that point I wasn't ready because I was still learning, um, really learning about, business and branding and just kind of soaking up all that information and getting experience. But that was always something that stuck with me, like, especially that first group program, building the foundations, helping women discover, you know, their ideal client and their message and how their story can like impact others, like that kind of stuff, like to be in that environment where women are like connecting the dots and things are clicking. I was like, I love this. Right. Like I, I, I just, you know, I mean, talk about ideal clients. Like I, I totally geek out on that. Right. And so there's just something about being 
along the journey for that process as women are kind of the light bulbs are going off that I just totally love. That's so, so wonderful. And I think obviously I'm a strategy coach, so I'm biased to the strategy side of it. But I know as I enter the online space, and of course, everyone's saying, what's your brand? What's your niche? All these questions. And I was like, I don't even know this terminology. Like I just help people fix their lives. Like I'm just like, right. You're like, <laughs> I speak English. I don't know what you're speaking, but <laughs> yeah. So it was such an interesting thing, but then I just I became obsessed with it. It's so intriguing. And for me, I see all the psychology that goes into that strategy of, Mm -hmm. oh, here's why you went with neutrals instead of hot pink on your Instagram feed. It's not like, it's not just because that's your favorite color, but here's what these colors actually mean to the type of coach that you are, to the type of service that you provide. So I just found that to be the most amazing thing, but I've also Mm -hmm. been able to watch your own transformation because I did know you back when you were a brand designer. And I've watched that progression of you now being like a full on, I, neither of us say it, but like we're business coaches. We (laughs) avoid it. Um, Don't say that. I'm not a business coach. I'm a strategy coach. I picked a cooler title guys. Yes. I'm a personal (laughs) brand strategist. Yeah. Um, But finding that solution and that transformation in our own journeys, but also for ourselves, I think has been so phenomenal. So as you know, I love all things multi-passionate. And then you mentioned your degree in nutrition. So now I'm going to ask you, has anything from that nutrition health science world of yours come into your brand? Definitely. So as you think, as you're asking me that question, the first thing that pops into my mind is, you know, my, my approach with nutrition, which is actually not the program that I was in. I'm going to get a little bit like technical here, but I'll try to keep it as simple as possible. The nutrition program that I was in was actually nutrition and dietetics. So if anyone is familiar with anything nutrition dietetics, like that track and that side of nutrition is very much like, you know, there's the dietitian at the hospital and like, it's, it's like the medical side of nutrition. Um, and then there's like holistic nutrition, which is like healing your body through food. Dietetics is not healing your body through food. And I found that out quickly. And so that was, um, that was, one of the pieces that quickly made me realize I don't want to do this. Um, but with that being said, connecting it back to like what I'm doing now and my value for holistic nutrition and, you know, eating real food and organic food that doesn't have junk in it. And like, you know, um, like I very much relate that to, um, I mean, you just think of the word natural, like the natural, natural health, um, holistic nutrition. And then in terms of like how I do my business, like, you know, me, Kristen, like I'm very much like being your authentic self and like showing up as you and like, as, as, um, you know, cheesy as those sayings are like, that really is a huge part of what I do. And, um, you know, even, even looking at, brand archetypes. I know you're, you're familiar with that from when we've worked together. Um, when you look at the different brand archetypes, which are again, psychology based, um, on 12 core human desires, like my core archetype is the innocent, which is all about like 
simplicity. It's like what you think of as a stereotypical health coach with the, like the white and the, the green smoothies. And like, that's very much me. And it's also very much how I approach my business. So I see the connection. I hope that answer made sense. <laughs> yeah. So keeping, keeping it simple. And I think it comes out in your color. So you have yeah. all of these cool, warm, you know, blues and greens and everything. Obviously yeah. teal is my favorite color. So I'm already obsessed with your branding, yeah. but then it continues, like you said, of keeping that message clear, being simple mm-hmm. and specific on your ideal client. And so being able to, I love that you can take that nutritional the other side of nutrition that you do like but being your that holistic into being your authentic self so I love that correlation mm-hmm. thank you so much you know for sharing that as well so you know a lot of people they're like okay well I know my ideal client I have my a general idea of what I'm doing so now I just have to figure out the messaging so that people are going to like throw millions of dollars at me so how do we get to that what's the bridge to the millions of dollars Yes. Okay. Well, (laughs) the bridge to the millions of dollars, um, you know, you just talked about, like, I know my ideal client. I actually want to like step back to there for a second, because I just want to challenge you. Like when you hear that, because you know, all the women that I work with, they're like, well, no, I know my ideal client. I need help with my messaging. And I'm like, okay, so the reason often why, why your messaging is confusing is because you don't really know who you're talking to in the sense of, um, you know, I, I did a podcast episode on this semi recently where I talked about like the number one mistake that I see with, with, you know, defining your ideal client is basically that you don't know them. Like you are, you have like a surface level awareness of like, this is who my person is. And I talk about ideal clients all the time as your person. Like you need to know your person. When we use that term, you know, it's, it's, you know, if you think about your friend group, it's like, these are my people or like a significant other, like this is my person. Like you have an intimate knowledge of them. You connect on, you know, deeper levels. And like, you need to think about your ideal client the same way. Like that is your person. Who is your person? Actually not women 35 to 45 who live in the suburbs. Like, like what, like who are they actually? That doesn't tell me anything about them. Right. And so that's, that's always where I backtrack with my clients. They come to me for messaging and we first dig deep into that. And so I don't have to dwell on that very long unless you want me to, but I just want to say that first, because it's like you know, I want to really challenge your listeners, like get a really deep understanding of your ideal client. If you don't know things that they're afraid of mindset issues that they're facing, um, you know, what their actual problem is, um, not the solution that you provide, like the actual problem that they're experiencing that they would say they're having, um, what they actually want, right? Like whatever the solution is you provide, why do they want that? Like, why is that important to them? So it's that kind of stuff that if you don't know the answers to those types of questions, then go find out. Right. Cause then that's going to help you so much in your messaging. Um, and so like in terms of looking at clarifying your message, um, you know, if you're wanting to get visible in your business, right. We all do who doesn't, um, the first thing that I like to ask in terms of looking at your message is what do you want to be known for? And so just starting with that, right. And, and writing out maybe a sentence or two about like, this is what I want to be known for. Um, because I like to 
I like to say that it's kind of like, if you picture like this overarching theme or this overarching umbrella of this is what I want to be known for. And then you can go and, um, you know, this is the very tactical side of messaging is then you can break it down into three to five um, categories. Basically, I call them um, messaging pillars, but like, what are those big bucket categories that encompass everything, you know, what you want to be known for and, and then just break it down um, because that's what creates clarity when you can easily see like, you know, in terms of what I want to be known for, this is what that actually looks like. And this is how I can clearly communicate. Like for me, I'm all about, honestly, like I'm, I'm truly am about being your authentic self. Like, it's just, it's so important right now that shows up in my business. That is always going to be something that is very important to me in my life. Um, but how that shows up in my business is, you know, my, my messaging themes are, there's like the personal branding and messaging. There is like the faith and mindset piece. And then there's like the business strategies. And so that sums up everything that I want to be known for. And so, you know, we all as, as entrepreneurs who have a billion ideas, and especially like if you, if you identify as multi-passionate, like having all these ideas everywhere, like to have some sort of structure or framework like that, um, to put your ideas into, it just like, it just makes everything so much easier to be able to see like, oh, these are actually related and it does actually come down to these three to five things. Yeah. I think it's so important. Um, I think even when I was going back to like creating this podcast and coming up with a name for it, I was like, mm -hmm. well, I could do this, 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 and you know, I'm the definition of multi-passionate. I was like, well, I could talk <laughs> about 80 different things and quite frankly, I'm good at all of them. And so called the everything <laughs> show. <laughs> right. And that's what I realized is I was like, well, I, I can start with everything, but where do I want my podcast to be five years from now? What do I still want to be talking about five years from now? And so to say, I love that question of, well, what do you actually want to be known for? Success strategies, leadership development, right? It's not mm -hmm. just about, I love being multi-passionate. I think it's a great skill set to acquire, <laughs> even though it's completely natural. I didn't ask for it, but it's something that is like long-term goals, like especially in the entrepreneurial space, everyone thinks they're multi-passionate. And I'm like, fun fact, because you like doing a lot of things doesn't mean you're actually multi-passionate, but that's another lesson. Right. Um, <laughs> but really saying, okay, what is the long-term picture? And for me, like I want to grow up and be John Maxwell, not, and I know that that's not actually gonna happen because he's an old white man and I'm the exact opposite yeah. of all three, <laughs> but <laughs> that is like my goal. And so recognizing that he doesn't talk about being multi-passionate, but we do know that he started out as a pastor. He's worked in every single industry, like in terms of who he's spoken to and helped develop, but developing leaders at the core is what he does. And so I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, let's talk about ambition <laughs> because yeah. as women, we get told we need to settle down. Like we're not allowed to be ambitious. We should be happy cooking and cleaning all day and raising our kids. And I'm like, right. I like cooking. I like my kids. Don't like cleaning, but I'm going to go find some other things as well. And so just re recognizing what that topic was, it was like naming your, your podcast in a way that speaks to your long-term vision. When I show up on someone else's podcast, what are the things that I'm talking about? What is that framework and that system? Again, 
not just my like hot button topic of month, um, but what is that long-term thing that's always gonna be a part of who I am. So I think that's such a great place, you know, to start. Um, have that big picture. And then, like you said, break that down into those buckets of what are like, okay, my top three, I'd say max is like five after five, you're still going too far, like hone right, it in, totally. but knowing those, those three to five things that really make it, okay, this is what I'm always going to be talking about. And so having that message clear for the audiences that you collaborate with, connect with, when you show up on a podcast, when you're a guest speaker on a summit or any other, you know, goal that we have, I think that's such an important thing to, to remember. So I appreciate you Mm -hmm. bringing that up, but I want to break it down a little bit more because people are like, yeah, I want to be known for X, but then I'm scared to show up on camera. And personally for me with starting a podcast, I was like, I hate listening to my voice on playback. So how on earth do you get to that next level? One, getting over all your own fears and insecurities, but two, um, getting that message out there, you know, on a smaller scale before you can actually, you know, be on the cover of Times Magazine or whatever the big goal is. Right. right. Yes. Baby steps. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, again, like in terms of getting over yourself, right? Like, and, and getting over your, your fears and your insecurities and stuff. Um, it is, like I said, getting over yourself. And the thing that I always remind myself, I talk about this a lot and I, I say it so much because I always have to remind myself. It's like, if you're stuck in that, like you're thinking too much about yourself, like stop thinking about yourself. <laughs> it's not even about you. And like, if you're so consume, like, say you're trying to go live weekly in your business. Cause you're like, I need to start showing up. I should go live or I want to go live. Not about shoulds. Um, I want to go live, but what, you know, like all the, all the insecurities and, and doubt starts pouring in. It's like, okay, no one's, no one's, you know, worried about how you look or how you sound like all the things that you're so consumed by. It's like, they're just grateful for the information they like your style. They like your personality. They like the way you show up because they're following you. And if they didn't, they wouldn't be following you. So it's, it's all about like shifting your focus and getting it off of yourself and onto the people that you're called to serve. Um, because honestly, if you're so consumed by that, that you can't show up, you're doing them a disservice because there's a reason you're called to serve those people. And like, you're, you're filling a gap even though, yes, they could technically go get that information from someone else, you know, like if I weren't showing up, yeah, there's other brand strategists and, and business type coaches that, um, that they could get that information from, but they want to hear it from me because they don't resonate with other coaches in the same way. Right. Like, just like we've all, I mean, talk about business coaches, like you need help in your business. There are so many business coaches. There are a lot of business coaches. I would never, ever want to work with ever. Like, yeah, they could technically help me with the problem that I have, but I don't jive with them. And so that is my best advice in terms of like getting over your own doubts and insecurities and hangups about showing up, um, in terms of baby steps, right? Like I want to be on the cover of this magazine, or I want to be featured in Forbes, or I want to be on this podcast. You have to first start showing up for your audience. And I've heard the term before, and I did not coin this. I heard it from Anna Franzden. I don't know if she coined this phrase, um, but internal and external visibility. So 
you have to first internally get visible. You have to first show up for your audience on a consistent basis so that there's actually something like when you go get visible, say, you know, say you were not showing up for your audience consistently and someone asked you to speak in a summit. And so you go speak in that summit and they come back to your group or your wherever you're showing up. Um, there's nothing happening. Why would they stick around? Like there's, you know what I mean? Like there's not a community. Um, there's no valuable content for them to consume. Um, and so they're probably going to peace out or it's going to be crickets in there. Um, and you know, that's one reason why it's so important to first get that internal visibility in place. Um, another thing is too, like, you know, you do get clarity as you do that, as you start showing up, you commit to showing up weekly, um, which is what I recommend. Um, I get that, you know, not everyone's schedule allows for that, especially if you're like working full-time and trying to like ease yourself into business, fine, commit to what you can bi-weekly or whatever. Um, but you know, showing up weekly for your audience will help you figure out your message real fast. Like, you know, if you are showing up and you quickly realize, I don't actually like talking about this thing, <laughs> you know, that, that I think I need to show up. Um, it helps you build confidence because it's, it's flexing that muscle of committing to, I mean, committing is another thing too, but like you are showing up and doing that thing on a regular basis. And so, you get better. Right. And, and the only way to, again, get over insecurities, um, maybe you don't like the sound of your voice. Right. But you like, you push past that and, and do it and you will feel the confidence build. Um, and so that in itself too, will make a huge difference. Right. If you are so, um, I'll say new, like you haven't really put in the work of showing up for your audience first, so like, maybe you do have some confidence issues. And so like, this is really nerve wracking for you to go speak in the summit versus if you've been going live every single week in your community already, and now you're going live in the summit. I mean, yeah, it might be a little nerve wracking still because it's a different audience and it's a new setting, but you will be so much more confident and people will sense that. And, um, you know, when you're confident in what you do and how you present yourself, then people can pick that up and then they will want to work with you. If you're not confident, they can tell and they won't want to work with you because they're not sure that you even know what you're doing. Yeah, I think that that's so true, right? Your expertise is one thing and you can be super, super smart, but if you can't articulate what you know, why should I stick around? If you don't tell me what you know, why should I ever pay you? Um, and th there's so many layers to that as well. But I think for you to have the confidence to say, hey, I know what I know, and I'm here to share that message with you, they're at least going to pay attention. And yeah. they'll have to make that decision. Is this what I want to invest in or not? You don't know where that other person might be in their journey. But if one, if you don't show up, they'll never have the opportunity. And two, I love what you said before, you said you're doing them a disservice by not being there. And so if you believe that you were created, this was your purpose in life, it's not just a passion, but literally like your calling and your destiny, who are you to not help someone else? Like, I don't know, I have a lot of thoughts about you if you're not showing up to do that impact, right? You have the ability to transform lives and you decide to hide under a table instead. Like, 
that's not cool. I'd be really upset if I went to the grocery store and they had all this food and they're like, sorry, Kristen, you can't have any. Like, but, but I have money to pay you. Can I please take your food in exchange? No, it's like, too uncomfortable for us to sell you food. And so you may not buy it. <laughs> right. So it's just like, if you haven't have an expertise, if you have a skill set, if you're able to help someone transform their their mindset or gain a strategy that's really going to get them to the next level in their life, who are you not to show up? And I think that's amazing to start with being consistent with your own community. Then you go and you collaborate with other communities, being a part of summits, speaking on podcasts. And if your goal is to become a philanthropist like Oprah, then like, awesome, you've, you've started and you're on the right track. But also, if, it, if Oprah said, hey, I heard of you, Natalie, and I'd love to talk to you, you, you'd at least be able to say, well, here's my podcast. Which topic do you want me to talk about? Here's my Facebook community. Which, what do you want to know exactly in comparison to like, well, I've been living under a rock, so I, I don't have much information to share right. um, as well. I could so, talk about anything. It's like, well, <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> what do I pick from? And so having that platform. And I don't think everyone needs to start a podcast. You should start a podcast if it's your calling, but Natalie and I both love podcasting. Yeah. Um, but whether that's a YouTube channel, whether that is going live in a Facebook community, um, you know, whatever, maybe you still blog or something strategic that's going to work in growing your audience and putting that content and adding value to serve people with or without an exchange of money, I think is super important. But again, if you're journey, if your story, if your transformation has the ability to impact and transform someone's life, point blank, who are you not to show up and serve them um, as well? So anything else that you want to share in regards to that? Yeah. Um, well, in terms of what you said, you know, just kind of taking it back to what I was sharing earlier, like being known for something, you know, again, just kind of reiterating what I said before, like, if you want to be known for something, you have to know what, what it is that thing that you want to be known for. And I know that it sounds like I'm literally just repeating it, but it's, it's looking at it from the stance of, you know, like I was joking, like if someone comes to you and it's like, well, what do you want to talk about? It's like, oh, I can talk about anything. Like, okay. One, if you're trying to guest speak, don't do that because <laughs> like, it is your responsibility to come and bring the topics, right. Unless they reach out to you and say, Hey, I noticed you're an expert in this. Come talk about this. Then, then you obviously have this down. Um, but if they are, you know, having to do the work of figuring that out, like that's just, you know, putting, putting the burden on them. And, oh my gosh, like as a, as a podcast host, um, you know, I don't want to have to figure out what they want to talk about. Right. Like I want to know they are an expert in this. And so it's, it's, um, you know, really just driving that point home of like, you have to be, you have to be clear on what, what it is that you want to be known for. Um, because if you don't know, it's it, I mean, good luck having people figure out what it is that you're known for. If you don't even know, how are they going to know? I love that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing it. I think it's so funny. I love when your like tough love moments come out. It's like, I'm obviously an Enneagram type eight. So it's just who I am at my core, Makes but, you like, <laughs> but you're like so sweet. And so for people that don't know Natalie, she's a type nine, knows is a peacemaker. And so like when she actually has that eight wing, like 
peek out I'm a, a nine being eight. I'm like a, I'm an edgy nine. Okay. <laughs> but when I see the eight show up, I just get super excited because like literally for those of you who don't know Natalie, one, go fo- find her and follow her. You're mostly on Facebook, I think. Um, yeah. But like, she really is just your typical like woodsy, crunchy. She talks about nutrition, holistic. Like you have the right visual when you think that. And then she just like calls you out on your stuff. Like you have yeah. a purpose, go show up. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. So if there is one thing that people really remembered and took from listening to this podcast, what would that message be? Mm, I guess like, what's your one thing that you want to be known yes. for? Yeah. Show up for your people. Like do not hide behind your business. Do not hide behind, you know, like we talked about earlier, whatever doubts or insecurities, or this is uncomfortable. Like you have a purpose to fulfill by showing up. Like, yes, this business is fulfilling for you in itself and you get to do what you love. And like that side of it is great too, but like stop being selfish by not showing up or by, you know, as, as Lindsay says, Lindsay Nadler, like high level hiding, like you're, you're showing up to check off a box, but you're not like actually showing up and like bringing your full self and sharing your expertise or sharing your unfiltered thoughts, what you actually want to be saying and actually want to be focusing on and actually want to be known for. Um, you have to truly fully show up for your people. Um, because, like we've been saying point blank, it is selfish. If you're not, (laughs) it is selfish. Don't be selfish. Everyone it's 2021. We're all about community and collaboration here. Yeah. Uh, So thank you. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing. Um, If there is any, I guess the best place for people to come and connect with you, I'll drop all your links in the show notes. because I know you have a couple, but what is one that you'd want to share with everyone? Yeah, we'll definitely check out my podcast. It's called Presence and Purpose. Um, and that can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, and then I also have a Facebook group. That's the other place I hang out with the same name, Presence and Purpose. Um, and those are the best places to connect with me. Awesome. Yay. I will um, obviously continue listening to your podcast, but thank you so much for coming back and being on my show. It's been so great um, to have you and I'll talk to everyone soon. Thanks for listening to Amplify Ambition. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please take a moment to share it on Instagram or your favorite social media platform and tag me at Coach Keds. Check out the links in the show notes on ways to stay connected with me between episodes. I'd also love for you to leave a review on iTunes to help other ambitious women listen in and join our wonderful community to unlock lasting success. Until next time, dream loudly. Hey, if you're ready to double your income and maximize your impact, then I want you to send me a DM on Instagram to find out more on how you can apply the Enneagram system to your business strategy. 
This is going to help you to gain personal awareness so that you can better manage the stress of social media marketing, remain motivated and the reason for starting your business so you can reach both your personal and your business goals and do it in a way that feels genuine to you, that you'll communicate effectively with your dream clients and have a plan to profit well. So if you're ready to dive in, then again, send me a DM on Instagram to learn more about how you can work with me now.